Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is wonderful to have you company today for episode two, five, four. This week on Toy Power, we take a look at all the latest news, and then we jump into a segment of show and tell. Joining me today in the virtual Toy Power studio, we've got Frank. Hello, hello. And Scott. G'day, g'day. How are you, boys? We, yeah. Not too bad. All right, mate. All right. Uh, I mean, you know, as uh, as Trent alluded to, we are doing this uh, remotely for only about the second or third time in uh, in our history. And this one's on me, or more specifically, uh, my wife, who decided to go and get COVID. Um, no, she didn't decide. That's a bit harsh. Uh, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to come back to bite me, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, so we're doing the isolation thing. She has just about finished her ISO, and I am... A couple of days behind her because pff, that's how Adelaide chooses to do its COVID rules. She's the one who got infected, so she has a shorter period of isolation. But anyway, we're on the home stretch. Um, but yes, yeah, so I didn't think it would be a good idea to start coughing and spluttering over at Trent and Scotty. Um, so here we are. Yeah, and not, not too bad because we get to talk really good toys. And it wasn't, you know, I reckon... Four hours after we recorded our last episode, did New York drop an absolute bombshell, particularly in Necker's Ninja Turtles? So we, this news may feel a little bit old, but it's so exciting. We're going to have to jump into it. So let's uh, hit up our first segment. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? And as Trent said, plenty to get through. We're going to start off with our friends at NECA. And boy, did they drop a whole bunch of Ninja Turtles stuff. I don't even remember if this is all at the same time or they did one of the live stream things. I feel um, like Pixel Dan got you know a segment. They did a Fush interview for you know some other reveals. So it sort of it did drop, but... but uh, pretty much, I think, in the same 24-hour period from memory. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, absolutely crazy. So let's start with their cartoon line that is getting wackier and deeper into that wonderful show uh, from the Turtles. This is, sorry, we are talking about the... We've got a couple more two-packs. We've got a Rock Soldier Infantry uh, along with a member of the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang. For those who don't remember, this was a an attempt to frame uh, our favourite four mutants and make them into a gang of thugs. And are they like paper bags on their heads? Is that the, yeah. the thing? Yeah, it is. That's the thing. And I think I went back and watched this episode or little bits from this episode. And it is, it's hilarious because they're just literally wearing a t-shirt with pretty much a shell painted on the back and a paper bag. And uh, funnily enough, I had the, Archie Comics. Yep. This is actually Archie Comic number two that tells this same story from the Fred Wolf show, but in 
Archie form. And in that, they, they don't even have a paper bag. They literally just have the bandana. So it's even less effort. But I, I love just the, you know, the cheapness of how unconvincing it is, yet everyone falls for it. It's just classic <laughs> cartoon stylings, right? God, yeah. Uh, look, the, um, the Rock Soldier infantry is, is cool. It's done in that animated style. Um, I kind of would half, if they weren't so big, I'd say do them in a two-pack like they've done the foot soldiers previously because you want to talk about army building, you know, that's that's a perfect one right there. Um, but look, to go along with our Cook and Ninja Turtle gang, you need the leader of uh, said gang, Smash, who's a, a big, basically big angry New Yorker dressed up in the same, the same kind of outfit. Um, and then we get Zach, who is the... Um, well, becomes an ally of the turtles. Basically, it's very much uh, the like the lone wolf cub type storyline where I think he befriends befriends the turtles. Um, as Necker do with these things, there's a whole bunch of accessories. One of them is the, the head of Chrome Dome. Can you mm-hmm. explain that one? I was going to ask about that. Why is the Silver Samurai's helmet in, in a Ninja Turtles <laughs> combat? <laughs> well, this is a really cool feature, and I, I can't remember Zach from the cartoon. I probably never saw the episode or episodes with him in it, but I presume at some point they try and rewire Chrome Dome or there's some sort of uh, link to performing some sort of upgrade on Chrome Dome. What's really cool about the Chrome Dome is obviously there's a little connection that goes into his head, into his forehead, but you can take that head and put it on your Chrome Dome as well. So totally it's full jointed and everything. So he, he's a smaller figure than Zach, but like he comes with a, a trash can that has been refashioned into a turtle shell and a little backpack that slides in between. And he's got goggles and a hockey stick, obviously the Chrome Dome helmet, turtle communicator. So Really alternate heads as well. So they're, they're doing some very nice work with these figures. Yeah, yeah, they are NECA are one for accuracy, if nothing else. Uh, along with that, uh, we've had this figure teased on sort of some cross sell art. Uh, Usagi, we finally get a good look at him. Um, and then there's a really interesting shot of what looks like the the, the transporter or the, the portal, sorry. Yeah. Um, framework you know and it's got the the four turtles there and usagi about to come through this this portal so i'm not sure if that's teasing um some of the accessories for usagi because it looks like he's wearing a cloth goods kind of robe or he definitely comes with that cloth goods robe oh okay um from the interview with trevor zamet on the swoosh they go through sort of what he, what he comes with i don't think that transporter is part of the Sagi figure yeah but at the end of that interview there's this bit right where um the guy from the fush is saying hey trevor i'm running out of room what do i do you're going to create some sort of temporal device that allows me to have more storage space and trevor zamet responds he's got this the fush guy's got the display in the background right mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of those streetscape dioramas with his turtles figures on those and he goes you know what you need is you need a level underneath that streetscape right i'm gonna make a level in between that just you know (laughs) underground right now so it was the most unblatant reference to a sewer layer of some description whether it be like a diorama or some sort of playset and when you look at this picture usagi in his you know black hooded robes coming through the transporter there is what looks like a sewer playset you know or a sewer diorama it's got a table 
chairs, walls, little sewer tunnels, mm. um, and this this transporter. I, I think that is all part of a sewer layer diorama that will be coming soon, much like the streetscape sort of style of di- diorama. It'll be kind of modular, and you'll be able to, you know, maybe you can buy two, and you can you can configure it in a certain way to make your sewer layer bigger. But I think I, I you know, they they there's a sign at the end that says um, something about uh, the the garage uh, work in progress, in progress turtle van in progress. I I think I don't think it's a turtle van. I think it's a you know that's part of the sewer layer that that sign. Well, yeah, um, but they're, they're my two thoughts. Anyway. That's it. I don't know a lot of people saw that sign you're talking about. It's you know it's got paper taped onto a a sign, and people just went, oh, turtle van confirmed sort of thing, which they've sort of been on again, off again, teasing for a while. But you're right in junction with this other more diorama-y type picture, that's that's probably where it's going to head, I reckon. Look, the other thing from NECA we got, uh, still on Turtles, uh, Archie Comics. Uh, I know Ben was a big fan of this one. Shout out to Ben, by the way. He's uh, off on work for the next sort of four weeks over in New South Wales, hopefully far away from all the uh, the flooding chaos that's happening over there right now. But uh, Ben is a big fan of Slash. He loves uh, a good a good bad Ninja Turtle. Um, and we finally get Slash as he appeared in the Archie comic styling. Um, he's got his black bandana. He's got his little shredder-esque claws, a sort of a crooked knife and that sort of thing. The thing that jumps out to me about this figure is that face sculpt is amazing. Like compared yeah. to the other turtles that are literally clones of each other for the most part, he's got a, a really big, you know, one eye significantly larger than the other, which is very much in the style of those those old comics. He, he is, you know, and Ben put it this way, the perfect version of Slash in his that's you know when he thinks yeah. of slash that's what he's thinking of and i think that's a very accurate way to put it i think that fred wolf slash for me personally is too far removed from what i sort of think of and that's what he looked yeah. like in the cartoon so it's yeah, you know it's not a bad figure but this one is the most exciting i think that we've seen in a long time mm. and i know ben will be very keen to get his hands on that one yep uh, also along with Slash, as I said, NECA, NECA dropped the hammer. I, I reckon we're not even halfway through just this turtle stuff from NECA, so we might sort of push on. Uh, we get Ray Filet. Now, this is done also in the Archie style, I believe. That's right, yep. Or Man Ray, as he is known in the Archie comics. Man Ray, yes. So he doesn't look uh, quite like your, your toy you might remember. Uh, we get a first look at the Mutanimals as well. Now, this is Jaguar and... But Dreadmon? Dreadmon. Yeah. Wow, because that's not stereotypically Jamaican <laughs> or anything, is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that was that era. You could, yeah. you, could, you could do that. Yeah, so these are then from Archie, also from Archie, so very expressive sort of faces on them. Uh, now, this is the one that's got me excited. We move on to the Mirage comic styling of the Turtle stuff. Now, Fugitoid, uh, as uh, Trent's monkey online is known to be, we've he's been teased, I think. We had a, was it like a silhouette um, photo of him at one point? And then he showed up in that checklist that they kept sneaking yep. out and they'd yep. hide figures in there. Yeah, so uh, he is looking, walk straight off the page at Mirage. And I know we're sometimes critical of the, uh, the way the the shading that they use on this, the the paintwork and how that can sometimes lose something in 3D. This is amazing to me. This is incredible. Yeah. Just looks looks like Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird drew it and they've just 
made a figure out of it. There's a very fine line in making a 3D object in that 2D cell shaded styling. And and I'm this is a lot of figures attempt it. And it, it's a common, you know, like there's an X-Men line coming out at the moment that is mm-hmm. X-Men 93 cartoon. And it's very much cell shaded. Yep. This figure is the best representation of cell shading I've seen on anything. Now, maybe it's because of his simplistic shapes. He's very smooth. There's not a lot of detail. So that paint work just looks beautiful. It doesn't get caught up in sculpted details, etc. But this is a work of art. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And and it'll be my premier Fugitoid collection. Like this is the version that I think I've you know, wanted since I read the Mirage comics. <laughs> yeah. Also, he, he's pictured alongside one of the uh, er, very early Mirage Necker turtles. They did a couple of uh, blasters in there. In particular, I'm looking at that Triceraton, which is the triangular type blaster straight from the comics. I love that. Like, I just, I think the, um, what is it? The Mondo turtles come with something like that. Yeah, that's I right. Display Donatello with it because it just, it's perfect. Um, all right, still on Mirage, we get a first look at the Utrom, uh, which is a, another way of saying Krang, basically, or where Krang came from in the Mirage stylings. Um, so he's got the robot, he's got the the brain in the chest, if you will, comes with an alternate sort of damaged head, which is, ah, oh, I, look, I look forward to seeing what the, the likes of Concrete Bricks and other photographers out there can do with this, because it just looks pretty pretty impressive again with a similar sort of cell shading thing we were talking about um yeah uh and that krang when yeah. when uh, necker did their first comic book line run uh they put out some of the bad guys and uh you could get krang like there was a little krang that was packed in i can't remember which, which figure but um this to me is straight out of what I think of as the Mirage kind of Utrom. And there's this sequence, they've got this photo here of, you know, with a busted up head and he's sort of slumped on the ground and the Krang's crawling out. And there's this sequence in one of the early Mirage comics where they're all going into that transporter device and all the the Utrom bodies kind of like, you know, shut down and all these Krangs are running towards this teleportation (laughs) device. And and that, and you can just almost see the movement in this Krang scuttering along the ground and and he just, he's perfect. So that, that, um, the, you know, again, army builders uh, will be a really, really keen one for a lot of people to get. 100%. Now, Trent, do you want to take us through this next one? Because I know you're a bit of a fan of this character. Well, this is a figure I've been waiting for for a very, very long time, and it is Renette, the um, the time traveling apprentice, um, straight out of Mirage, in a very good um, uh, issue with Savanti Romero plays the big bad, and I think Cerebus is in there as well. So some really cool um, Eastman and Laird characters and, and crossover characters in there. Um, we're finally getting a Renette figure and she even comes with the screaming angry head of Lord Simultaneous, who ends up being a kind of like bit of a wizard of Oz character. He's like (laughs) terrifying the whole way through. And he's revealed as this little tiny four foot tall. Yeah. Tiny short guy at the end. Who's quite meek and mild mannered. That's anyway, that's a bit of a bit of a twist, but this is, she's a really um, cool character. And I, I always loved her in the comics. Um, comes with the Time Scepter, which is this beautiful 
kind of hourglass with the clawed hand grasping it, alternate head, one with the headdress, one without. The really odd thing is with this figure is I know Mirage is black and white, but a lot of the original artwork had her in the sort of um, light teal blue colours. And this version of her is mainly brown and red, which is very a very big contrast to what I'd pictured her in my head. And I understand this is more of a later um, IDW interpretation because she still shows up, you know, in the comics um, now. So it is very much um, not my color scheme or not the color scheme I was expecting. And it is a pretty obscure figure, I would say. So I would be hoping for a repaint, but I'm not. I'm not sure. And maybe as some form of exclusive or something, maybe we could could get a repaint, but. Very odd for me to get yeah. this as the, the first release. 100%. I saw this and I just went, I knew who it was straight away. I was like, Renee. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's with the red? Like, yeah. It's supposed to be in that sort of teal blue type um, outfit. And, you know, knowing, uh, you know, we've all been around long enough to, to understand how NECA work, uh, that repaint's got to be coming. Like you'd I, think so, right? You'd I, hope so. If you're yeah. on the fence with this and you go, Oh, like Trent said, you're you know, big fan of the character, but all that color scheme, my advice would just be wait. There's no way with a figure like this that you can really there's not a lot of like shared parts usage and stuff. It would have been an expensive figure to make. They're gonna do a repaint just to get their money's worth. They they just about have to. Yeah. Um she does actually also show up because I was sort of going crazy. I was like, Oh wait, is this the more iconic scheme. She actually shows up in a few episodes of the 2003 um, cartoon series. Mm -hmm. And again, in the blue outfit. So I was sort of like, I went back and kind of checked what is the most iconic look, and it's not this. But in other cool news, Mirage, they did tease a Casey Jones. Um, they, they had a picture of his uh, golf bag with the hockey stick and golf clubs and a, and a mask. So uh, he's a, I think he's one of the really sort of missing characters from Mirage along with likes of Splinter um, probably. So yeah, very excited to see my boy Casey coming along. That Casey better come with a flight stand so he can do that <laughs> massive pose where he's just bursting <laughs> yep. into battle. It's a famous like panel from the... The gongola gongola burst in. Oh, he's wearing the... Um, yeah, he's wearing the... It's one of my favourite and it's a full panel. Yep. And he's he's like in the hood and everything, and it's this big reveal as he comes out with the yeah. the bat. It's a take, I mean, very much like the movie when they take on the foot, and it ends up burning down the second time around, second hand store that April owns. So it's a uh, it's but, but it is Wayne Gretzky on steroids, like that. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> All right. Um, still with turtles, we're nearly there, people. Um, we get our. This was teased by Necker. They sort of changed their profile picture on all their social medias to have their uh, a little bit of a look at their last Ronan figure. Um, what we found out recently is it's actually two figures. Yeah. Uh, you get there are two versions of the last Ronan. Um, one that is fully armored. He's got you know a gauntlets and a hood and you know shoulder pads and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and then there's another version which is basically the top half of the figure is more what you'd traditionally expect from a Ninja Turtle. Um, rather than one be a variant of the other, they actually both come with a lot of different accessories. Uh, I sort of feel like the armored up version has more weapons, to be honest. In fact, looking at the, let's call him the half naked one for lack of a better expression. Um, like he's, 
it doesn't come with all the Ninja Turtle weapons, that, that sort of um, the half-torso half version. No, he doesn't um, have the bow. No, that's right. Um, different head sculpts as well, is worth pointing out. The armoured-up one is uh, a lot more aggressive, which makes sense. Um, even different uh, interchangeable hands and stuff. So, yep. I don't know. I, I, I'm a bit confused by this. It's sort of forcing people to choose, oh, I really want the... You know that particular accessory or that particular head, but I like how the other one looks as a figure. Like it's it's interesting, interesting choice. I think they're not making you choose, Frank. I think they're saying you get both. Yeah, <laughs> you, mate, both. you have to buy both. <laughs> that I think no that's choice. their strategy. <laughs> there is no choice. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like for very for two very similar, ostensibly the same figure. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, they're definitely doing that. Like one comes with Leonardo's full katana and the other one's got the shard of the katana and mm. um, and if you want I, I i'm not familiar if, if in this he carries around both of the sai but there's only one sai with each <laughs> you know one set of nunchucks so it's sort of like you need <laughs> you need both to have a full set you want to get the full weapons yeah you do have to get both wow is it a representation of different points in the storyline that we're seeing here i believe so i've only read the first sort of two issues um, what I don't know, it looks like one of them comes with, looks like some sort of robotic cat. I mean, or the dog. cat or a dog. Yeah. The, yep. uh, I mean, the story is set in the future. So there is that sort of technology around there. I haven't encountered that in the two issues that I've read. Um, so yeah, that's a very good point. You might have one that's, you know, I would say certainly from what I've read of, of the two of the, the four issue run, I think it is the armored up turtle is certainly what you see at the beginning. And yep. maybe this turtle at the end is more representative of, you know, where where the story ends up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, more turtles now. And we've had this guy teased as well. This is Michelangelo the Mummy. This is their Universal Monsters crossover. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious, right? <laughs> honestly, the, uh, the alternate, they, they did one yep. of those really like old timey ads as if it was an, an ad for the figure on television that's got like a you know sepia tone filter and stuff to it so it's actually really well when with you know a cheesy 1930s voice like this <laughs> yep um, <laughs> brilliant but the thing that gets me out of this figure and thank you it's got the usual accessories um it comes with a, a cobra because well you know egyptian and mummies type thing but that <laughs> alternate head sculpt Tell me that's not a piss take on those images that do the rounds every now and then of the original uh, mask from one of the movies. I think it's even movie three. And the the rubber has just rotted away and it looks like this got these horrific eyeballs and a full exposed row of teeth. That's what yeah, that oh, sculpt is. 100%. Right? It's, it's a homage to that to that rotting costume like it, it's spot on right it's, it was so brilliant for them to incorporate that into an alternate head because it's hilarious i remember seeing that i think someone was trying to sell it um yes, that's right. you know, like thing. online and and unfor i mean look it's a part of history i guess and it's maybe even more iconic now that it's done the meme round mm. but um that that is necker on their a game to give you that you know i mean it's there is no doubt in my mind that's what they've based it on, right? And I think, I mean, I saw some commentary to that effect as well. But brilliant, brilliant Necker. Bravo. That's 10 out of 10. <laughs> very cool. And the uh, very last Turtles thing we'll talk about here, this one was more, more or less expected, but this is a uh, Necker have said they want to do Secret of the Ooze Turtles. Now, we know we've also got Token Razor and Super Shredder from that film. 
but a lot of people just expected them to reissue the same four turtles because the suits are larger the same with new heads. They've gone a different route. They've gone one of their big accessory packs with alternate heads that more closely align to movie two, which I think is an extremely clever way to do it. Um, at this point, they're kind of assuming that if you love the turtles and you're you're going deep into movie two, you've got those original four. You can now pick and choose, you know, which movies they they represent. As well as the four heads, actually you get five heads because you get Raph with the, the tape on his mouth, which is pretty awesome. Comes with a whole bunch of other accessories in amongst them, including the pre-mutated versions of Tolko and Razor. We get another pizza box, of course, uh, with some potato chips and looks like drinks containers. And there's the phone that I believe is used in the, the film at one point, like the old pay phone that sort of sits on the wall of their, their sewer lair. And probably one of my favorites, an old school, looks like a 286 type computer with the floppy drive, the clicky clacky keyboard, um, you know, that they're using to scroll through that list of, you know, disposed, disposed, disposed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, uh, I've seen some photos of that done up to, to represent that scene. And it's just, oh, the attention to detail yeah. blows me away. Yeah, and there's a guitar in there. I think it's probably a reuse from the Out of Their Shells Tour Turtles, but that's obviously a reference to the Vanilla Ice sequence, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming. Yep. But, yeah, very cool. I, I believe um, that we are getting Ninja Turtles 2 Turtles. Oh. Um, I did see an interview where they talked about all the detailing in the actual suits and the bandanas and the way they're tied and they're different. So I got the impression they are going to at some stage do that. But I think this is right. genius in the sense. And, and I wonder, like I, I'm looking at mainly at Leo, his bandana is a, a lighter tone. The others aren't quite as noticeable, but his blue oh. looks very different to the movie one color palette. Mm. And I think you'll run into issues if you try and put him on a, on a Leo body. I reckon the others will be pretty seamless in terms of the color. But so it's a, it's a great way, like if you want to get this set, and then not buy the turtles again. You can kind of miss, match them up. Um, but I think I think turtles two turtles are coming. Yeah. Oh, okay. And even I've just noticed in the pictures, it even comes with a little newspaper that says Ninja Rap is born, which of course is the big, um, the big joke at the end of the movie. So that will be very interesting to see. All right. I'll finally shut up about turtles. Scotty, do you want to take us through uh, what the Todd is doing these days? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe we've gone this far into a news episode and have not mentioned <laughs> Todd McFarlane. Unbelievable. So the Todd father has revealed a new combination of comic books and action figures in a new line called page punches and what you're getting here is a brand new comic book in a protective cover and included in the packaging is a small action figure which is anyway between two and a half to three inches uh, in size these figures will have five to six points of articulation and what we've seen so far from todd is uh reveals of a batman a superman the Flash and Black Adam to get this uh, get this series underway. It looks to me as if Todd is trying to create a terrific crossover product to get young readers into action figures, or vice versa, action figure people into comic books. This is a this is a terrific idea from Todd, I reckon. And the price point, phenomenal. 
like yes. what is it? Ten bucks? Ten bucks? Nine dollars ninety nine US. That's uh, you can't go wrong with that, can you? No, that's a I good mean, introduction that, point for uh, for yeah. anyone to get on board. Yep, and and some like that character selection is pretty on point with some of the movies that are coming. Um, I, I went to see the Batman this week, and there's a little when you go in. I don't know if this is the case in all cinemas, but there's like a trailer about what's coming for DC in 2022. So it's got oh, like okay. you know clips from all the upcoming films in it, which is interesting, and and obviously it shows. Gary Allen in The Flash. It shows um, Black Adam, um, and obviously Batman's in there as well. So you know, pretty pretty cool selection of of characters. Get you get you into comics. Get you with your little uh, character to put on your desk at work or or at, at home as well. So, and for ten bucks, you can't lose. Yeah, and not not so much criticism from my side of things. I really wish they'd gone for the three and three quarter scale for these toys here. It's a terrific idea. If we'd gone that extra inch in height, I reckon these would have flown off the shelf because you would have appealed to a whole range of new collectors yeah. in that three and quarter inch uh, you know, collector series or range. So yeah, it'd be smaller. interesting. Yeah. They're smaller than 3.75? Yeah, the 2.75 to 3 inches. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a really good point, Scott, because I think once you say three and three quarter inch, you bring in a whole heap of people that collect at that scale. It's a very iconic yep. scale. I know you you love that scale, Scott. So like, I was, you know, I think it's a yeah. It's a, I was yeah. Um, very interested in these when I first saw them. I I saw the the picture come up and I clicked on the article straight away and I'm reading through and I'm super excited. And then you get down to the detail and it was almost like ah oh, yeah really that's a that's a super big miss there guys. Mm. Yeah, be, I'd love to see the costings. Of the difference, yeah, obviously there probably is a, a small costing increase to go up, a bit more plastic maybe. But I know, I remember the horseman talking about the difference between um, sort of six inch and three and three quarter inch. And that was one of the things they investigated for the Thick Legions was, do we, do we shrink it down to make it more cost effective? And they actually found there wasn't a lot of difference at the end of the day in those two scales. Mm. I wonder if the difference just pushed it above that 10 and, and it wasn't something they wanted um, like who knows? But they were trying to aim for the let's do a figure yep. comic combo and at 10 bucks, it cannot go yeah. 10 bucks. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, right. I, I would have gone a couple of waves, I would have done three and three quarter, done a couple of waves at that ten dollar price point. Yeah, maybe that third wave you bump it up to 10.99 and you start to recover your costs yep. that way. Mm. Do the old Eagle Moss trick of uh, introductory <laughs> offer, of yes. <laughs> One ninety nine for your first issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a fifteen ninety nine after that. <laughs> yeah. All right, still on the Todd and uh, DC Multiverse. Um, as Scotty said, you know, barely uh, a week goes by when the Todd isn't dropping some new figures. Uh, I'll start with some of the older ones that people might already be aware of. We saw um, a Joker Dragon, which is one of the more stranger combinations I've seen. Um, think of it like a, so I would call it a Joker Snake because it doesn't have wings or claws as you would, you know, uh, normally with a dragon. But that's coming from the DC Metals line. We get a. Uh, what is this here? Uh, Batman, a.k.a. Duke Thomas, also from the Metals line with a bit of a medieval sort of feel to it. We get an infected Batman as seen in Earth-22, and we get an unmasked version of Batman. Trent, you're going to have to help me pronounce this. Zuren R? I think that's right. Yeah, he's that wacky-coloured, you know, purple, red, and yellow Batman. 
Um, come with a baseball bat in some iterations. Yeah, right. I think it's it's a, a my understanding is it's is he from another Earth or it's like a thing in his yeah. mind where he's created like a split a backup personality. Could be. Yeah, I thought he was from a different multiverse, but right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this version uh, we already have seen the funky colored Batman. This is basically an unmasked version that will be a. Todd uh, Todd store exclusive. It's actually McFarlane's store exclusive, but anyway. Um, so if you want uh, the unmasked head, that's the way to get him. Um, but the ones that have got everyone talking in the more recent stuff are these absolutely massive figures. Well, there's three figures, one of whom I have no idea. So if you know who Ghostmaker is, who apparently comes from the Future State comics, good for you. You can go get him. He looks like Deadpool in white and with baggy pants. Um, but the one... he's like, he's going to do a you can't touch this, um, isn't he? Like that shuffle side MC to side, hammer and Deadpool. Heads, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the ones that's got everyone talking, we get Killer Croc as seen from the Arkham Asylum series, and we get Man Bat. Now these are both mega scale figures, so they're the the higher price point because they're just big chunks of plastic. And my God, the detail on that man bat alone just is an impressive sight to see. Yeah, he's probably one of the best man bat figures I think they've ever made. He's just so beast like. He's really got a lot of fur. The face is an absolutely incredible sculpt, sort of that roaring, um, angry face. It's probably, to me, yeah, up there with the best. DC Direct has done that killer croc before. And that is an impressive figure that when DC did their first. Uh, Arkham line. Um, I believe he was a deluxe even then. Right. That that first DC Direct um, Arkham tie-in line was bizarre because they they put in, like, Bane was just huge. Hmm. And they put him on a blister. Like, they tried to cram him in this blister <laughs> and he's just it's so big. It's ridiculous. They should have yeah, he's just, he's crammed in this clamshell. And, and then ev- eventually later on, I think they went to a deluxe style of box to, to put, like, the likes of Killer Croc in Hmm. Um, but again, another very, very cool figure. I think that'll get a lot of interest. Um, th- th- those two figures in those, uh, all I'll say the man bat, the ankle joints on that better be made out of steel because he's, hold up, <laughs> yeah. he's got oh, that wow. real sort of V torso thing going on where his shoulders are just probably, you know, twice as wide as his hips. And, uh, you talk about a, a top heavy figure. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. <laughs> I'd get the uh, the fishing wire out and string him up in a flight pose. Yep, yep. 100%. Good, good move. All right, moving on. The good people at NECA have given us some reveals. We finally get to see Wave 2 of the Defenders of the Earth. Now, when the first wave was originally revealed, we did get to see Mandrake and Lothar, but now... Now we get some really, really good quality pictures to get uh, very excited about. These are the final productions that we're going to see as figures. The Mandrake figure comes with three alternate hands. He has a blaster with a long-range and short-range firing effect, and he comes with a magician's cape. Also comes with a wired cape. Nice. Lothar, he's there as well. 
He has two interchangeable hands, the blaster and the long range, short range firing effect. And he comes with a grappling hook for throwing effect. And I'm kind of hoping that that piece of rope that's hanging off the back of the grappling hook has wire built into it. So you can actually do some posability with that wire. So you can have it. So he's throwing it like an action throw. That would be cool. That would be insanely good. That's clever. Yeah. Well, if they don't have it, Scott, I, I know where to recommend you for your next job. Ah, wonderful. Thank you very much. (laughs) Now, what was super exciting and as a bit of a surprise for people, we got a third figure that had not been originally revealed. And this is the the master of the ice robots. It's Garax. And he was actually a part of the original vintage lineup of figures that came. And a lot of people are a little bit upset when we had the original lineup (laughs) revealed 12 months ago that he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. Wonderful work from NECA to bring this guy on board to add him to the lineup. And now for a lot of people, this, this these six figures will give uh, a nice bit of closure to uh, to marry up with their vintage toy line. Well, that, this is the line now. I mean, I know that cartoon series featured the, the children of a lot of the uh, superheroes, but yes. this is the original line, six figures. We have now completed it. I, I, I put some comparison pics of Garrix in the run sheet because it is a bit of a hybrid this Garrix that we're getting from NECA mm. takes on a lot of the color scheme that you would know from the cartoon so he's got the very different shades of blue on him so the the white kind of you know because he's sort of a bit like a crystal right like he's got all these different angles and so obviously as the light kind of hits that it's reflecting in different ways and so the cartoon looks like it's you know dark blue light blue and white colors um the the action figure that we got from the original galoob line was all the one color just like a, a pretty light blue yes it's, that's right uh, red eyes and a red and uh, black mouth stripe and, and funnily enough, the thing I always found really ridiculous was like a sticker of Ming on his yeah. stomach. <laughs> like... That's dedication to get a tattoo of your boss on your stomach, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas this, this one, the, the, the NECA version takes a bit of you know, the liberty from the cartoon in terms of the color scheme, gets rid of that horrific Ming um, tummy tat, but keeps the red and black uh, mouth moving away from the black and yellow, which is in the cartoon. So I like that. I like what they've done. I think they've given us the best of both worlds in this Garrix. Mm. Yeah, I like what I see there. Yeah, so we're thinking thinking this line is done. You don't think they're going to go like kids and you get, you know, the, the panther and that sort of stuff? I reckon I, I, it's done. Yeah, I reckon it's done. At best, we're going to get uh, maybe some re- repaints, as we've seen with the uh, the first wave of figures. Yep. Very good. Can't wait for those ones. Okay, moving on to some news on Strawberry Shortcake. And this is very exciting. Boss Fight Studio are picking up a lot of new licenses and they've delved back into the 80s catalogue and have churned out four digital renders of the Strawberry Shortcake with accessories. Now, these are going to be... Boss Fight's very well known for their sort of three and three-quarter inch with their Vitruvian hacks. They, they sort of generally play in that scale but you know it depends on the line you know they do they did some sam and max figures and they're a little bit bigger and they did bucky o'hare and mm. you know, some some sort of straddle that line i think this line is going to be a sort of six inch so it's going to be something a bit more deluxe a little bit larger and, and strawberry shortcake if you're familiar a 
lot of the height is in the head and the hat. It probably takes yep. up, you know, half the figure. Um, but these these look really, really nice. We're getting strawberry shortcake herself, orange blossom, lime chiffon, and huckleberry pie. And what I really love about this is the companions that they each come with. So each come with their own little little friend. You've got uh, custard marmalade, parfit carrot, and pup cake. And they're the cute little sidekicks. Uh, yeah, they're, they're really gorgeous little characters. These are all just at the digital render stage. But if you're a Strawberry Shortcake fan, get excited because um, this is going to be, you know, moving these into, you know, the, the updated, articulated, and, and you know, highly detailed sort of gold paint apps. And if we know anything by what Boss Fight Studios do, these are going to be, you know, high quality figures. Um, really crisp, clean paint apps and, and, you know, really durable. We'll come with a bit of a price point, but I think this is something um, to get excited about if you're into strawberry shortcake. Is there any th- uh, thought on whether or not these will be scented like the original creations were? Ooh. Yeah, it's a, uh, look, you'd have to throw it into the mix, right, if you're doing these. You'd be disappointed um, if that's... it wasn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, it's part of the line, right? Like, it's a pretty iconic part of what made those figures, you know, the, the gimmick, I guess, to, mm. to some extent. And if you think back to things like Masters of the Universe Classics, when, when Mattel got to figures like Mossman and Stinkor, they did the same thing that they did in the 80s. They mixed those. <laughs> well, of wintergreen and that horrendous odour smell, whatever that is, into the plastic. Um, and so may, maybe it's not, it's not out of the realms of possibility that they'll, they'll do a similar thing. Well, the bouquet is a part of the charm of these figures and anyone collecting it is going to be looking for that because to pick that figure up off the shelf and stick it under your nose and give it a good sniff, that's part of the charm of the whole series. 100%. Yeah, yeah. couldn't agree uh, more. At least the uh, you know the, the factory workers will be enjoying the smells of <laughs> strawberry and orange a bit better than, you know, moss and, and skunks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, in a weird segue to Masters of the Universe, uh, there was uh, a number of figures announced as part of the Masterverse Revelations wave. These were announced announced quite a while ago, but in name only. We finally get to see pictures of them. Um, as they appeared in the Revelations cartoon, we get a first look at Teela and uh, Merman um, in their you know modern style, in Merman with the scar over his eyes. Teela's got the long hair and, and a bunch of accessories that relate that you'll recognize if you know the show the interesting one of these uh what was tagged as barbarian skeletor and he-man under the subline of new attorney and now we get our first look at those and as we sort of i think was speculated at the time these are pretty much based on the some of the early concept art if i'm correct there trent i think so yeah like i feel like that's the the original sort of vike or that that tony guerrero sculpted helmet that i think if you're following what formo toys are doing um took that tony guerrero sculpt um of that i think they called him barbaro in that and, and uh, facing some um copyright issues i think from mattel and going back to the drawing board on that one but yeah i, I think i think that's what that is inspired by and then it's kind of i think melded in with the masterverse style Right, so it's not a it's not a hundred percent you know replica like the um like the Formo toys proposed uh, to do that that Skeletor again I'm not quite sure where that alternate head comes from. Um, yeah, um, I was the name that came into my head, which is probably wrong, was it um 
Al- Alcala? Was that some of the early? Yeah. He might have been wearing a helmet like that in some of that early. Because it's more that closed-in helmet that comes yes. right up to the cheek sort of thing, um, which is a very old style of of sort of fantasy and stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think there's a package shot as well that has that sort of new attorney. So, to me, this is like a, a line within the line sort of thing to yep. say, you know, master versus the overarching thing. And then within that, you can have your revelations, you can have your new attorneys, you can have whatever else comes in the future. So yeah, interesting to finally see some uh, pictures of these. So you know what we're in for you, these piquing your interest at all Trent, as far as the, the old style ones, not necessarily revelations. Oh, uh, look, it, it probably would have at, at a point in time. It's something I think, you know, like, I would get very excited by these deep cuts, particularly in the classics line. And and funnily enough, and I would almost prefer that to a rehashed old figure in a kind of weird way, because it's something new in a way. Now I, just, I feel like I'm a bit overloaded with, mm. with, with product, with master's product. And so it's probably not doing it for me quite the way they did in when they did it, this sort of concept in the, in the, classics line but that's just probably me and a bit of burnout and that that sort of feeling of you know trace retracing ground that that sort of we've been there and done that from my perspective but yeah it's just i'm, I'm sure there's going to be people out there that love these fresh takes on on the characters speaking of fresh takes on characters marvel legends have done another of their live streams and dropped a whole bunch of stuff um some way more exciting than others they revealed a new builder figure wave who is based on marvel's controller who the hell that is i could not tell you but it's basically a thanos body done in blue with a specific head sculpt to that character if you know anything about the controller please let me know because that's a pretty deep cut <laughs> i don't know anything about it i only know about uh, a wide girthed controller voiced by one ringo star from the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's uh, he's not wearing a top hat and a uh, cummerbund <laughs> Now I just want to hear, uh, now I need to go find if there's any animation of this guy and just picture it with Ringo's voice. Do, 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 do. He's blue. He's the right colours and everything. Yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> You've just made this wave a whole lot more appealing, Trent. Um, oh, but the other figures in this wave, we get yet another Iron Man, because why the hell not? version uh, this is the mark 70 armor i believe we get another thor however this thor is a bit unique he's one of the more recent from the king thor run from uh, a few years ago so he's got a very very long hair and a, a different suit to what you're used to seeing him in we get us agent who of course is going to become more and more popular as all the marvel tv show things uh wind out we get a new madam hydra for the first time since Whoa, since like 2013, something like that, when the early, early Hasbro did her. Uh, we get Blue Marvel for the first time ever in Marvel Legends, is my understanding. Uh, and same with Speedball uh, from the New Warriors, I believe. And we get a Quake figure. Now, the Quake figure is interesting because she's done up in a shield uniform. She's got her gauntlets that help her, you know, control her earthquakey powers. Also comes with an alternate head that is pretty much Maria Hill from the comics. She's got a little earpiece on. You can take those gauntlets off and she comes with a pistol. So you're basically getting two figures for the price of one. Um, people have already started speculating going, oh, they're going to do like a, a female shield 
a shield agent two pack using that body with you know some helmeted heads and and that sort of thing so again value for money there but the one that's got everyone excited well there's one that trend alluded to earlier we get a, a 90s storm uh in the white suit with the big massive hairdo as was very much the style in 1992 she's another one of those vhs style boxed figures that's probably going to be some sort of exclusive, but the one that has everyone going hoo, 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 is we finally get a new Rhino. Now, anyone who has been collecting Marvel Legends for a time will tell you Rhino is one of the more harder to find builder figures from, well, I think he's like 2016 now. And big, huge, amazing figure. They've redone him uh, in the... This is using the Spider-Man um, retro sort of Toy Biz style car. So you think with a Kingpin figure and those sorts of things. So you can get... You don't have to pay aftermarket prices. You don't have to buy a whole wave. You just buy this, you know, larger than life figure and you can finally round out that Sinister Six that has been upsetting you for quite some time. Um, what else? We also get a look at a stealth suit version of the Future Foundation version of Spider-Man. Um, that's basically, yeah, the Future Foundation. Scotty, if correct me if I'm wrong, that's to do with the Fantastic Four, is that right? It is indeed a Fantastic Four reference. Yeah, and that was a, a white suit. I remember the white suit quite well and the, the sort of black highlights. And for this one, the stealth version is kind of the inverse of that, mainly black with some, some white highlights there. But the other one that has got people talking is they basically, it's very unusual. Normally they'll tease a couple of figures from a wave and then the builder figure is the big sort of mystery. They've gone the other way on this. They've gone, hey, here's nothing else from this wave, but here's the builder figure and it's none other than Infinity Ultron with his massive lance, with his cape, um, as seen on the uh, What If TV show. Um, he looks awesome. And basically that more or less confirms what people have been asking. Are we going to get a wave two of the what if figures? Um, I'd be very surprised if that whole wave isn't based around, you know, the figures that are missing. You know, you think of Hawkeye and, and Black Widow and some of the other characters that appear on that show to help you build an Infinity Ultron. Yeah, he's very cool looking. And uh, I wonder if that's uh, you know, just prime people, get it, get them ready to buy the whole wave by putting out that photo. Oh, 100%. I, I want to see that he comes with a alternate head so you can see Vision's, um, you know, Vision's head inside of the, the helmet and spoilers. But, um, yeah, very, very excited for that one. When that comes, who knows? But Yeah, no, very, very cool. All right, something new from Storm Collectibles. They're moving into the 1-6 scale. This is the first time I can recall them moving up from the 6-inch uh, the into the 12-inch scale and they're doing it with some heavy hitters from the mortal Kombat universe it looks like they're doing uh sub-zero and scorpion now these i'm just looking at the face sculpts on them they look really really nice um again a couple of uh, ice effects from sub-zero we've got some katana blades with scorpion not sure how many sort of fatality effects because that's sort of something that's become synonymous with the uh the six inch scaled figures are all those different gory recreations of the fatalities that they come with um but again very clever very safe moves uh, parts reuse here on offer for, for storm and uh see how they go with these what what's the interest there for something like this frank are you uh are you gonna bite well i mean it's uh, i've heard some complaints from the the sort of mortal Kombat community just going and these are great but they're like 
how about you finish the the six inch line first you know there's still a huge amount of what you would consider core characters that have yet to come out in that line this feels like you know they're sort of starting something else without finishing the first project look these are these look really nice um for anyone who knows their mortal kombat these are basically the mortal kombat 11 versions of the classic outfits if that makes sense so they yep. they are more traditional inside of, they've got the gi that goes over the shoulders and down the middle but they've got some extra little embellishments you know scorpion's got his katana swords his mask is a bit more sort of mk3-ish uh and sub-zero's got some extra weapons and stuff attached to his belt so they're classic in inverted commas if that makes sense um but they sort of updates on that look i love them and if it was just those two you think that they're kind of nice versions of the the poster boys for mortal Kombat? you have you know one on one side one on the other end of your shelf and you call it done um i feel though because they've started with that uh ninja basic body to get their money's worth they're going to be making your reptiles your smokes your noob cybots and all these other ones just to sort of you know claw some some money back so I'm also concerned about the price. Storm stuff is pretty pricey as it is at that six-inch scale. This being twice as big and twice as much plastic sort of thing, um, I'm not looking forward to the potential wallet hit for something like this. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there, Frank. I, I remember back to Matty Collector days when you know, they were putting out... Uh, that you know, classics was like I think probably the bread and butter. But then they started putting out minis, you know, based on the video game. And then oh, let's put out some jumbos. And it was it was a weird feeling, kind of when they went to that next scale up. And you're like, well, hang on, you're still putting out, you know, seven inch figures. This is your bread and butter. Why why sort of you know play in that space now? You know, does it make sense to do it concurrently? How much different product do you want to sort of release? Mm-hmm. And I guess when products are hot, maybe they can get away with it. But it'll be it'll be really interesting. I think price point's gonna play a big part in this. I think the the seven inch stuff or the, the six inch stuff for them sells really well. It always seems to to sell out, you know, pretty well. Um my my one sort of complaint is probably the the elbow joint. It just looks a little bit because it's a similar mechanism to what they use on their sort of six inch stuff and it's just a bit it's not it's not as neat as some of the other it's a bit gappy isn't it it's a bit bit gappy right if you compare it to what other companies are doing in this space i think that whatever technology they're using is a little bit outdated and it's odd to me to see them replicating that joint in the larger scale you know like if this is going to be if you extrapolate the Storm Collectibles price, you're going to play around the hot toys, maybe not quite hot toys, but you're going to be playing in that sort of space. And if you are and you're not up to scratch, people are going to kind of look yep. pretty carefully, I think, at that. You want to get that right for your price point. Yeah, didn't pay all this money so you can see the, you know, the engineering in the elbow joint type thing. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. All right, moving on to some more news from Super 7 now. Now, they've hit us with Wave 3 of the Disney Ultimates. And this this is really, I think we'll have a little bit of a discussion on character selection because, you know, the Disney animated universe is ginormous, right? And, and they're, they're going for some pretty interesting cuts here in terms of character selection. So we're getting Stitch 
from the movie Lilo and Stitch, Ben Alligator from Fantasia. So they're really getting into Fantasia. I think this is the third figure from that. Um, the Big Bad Wolf from Silly Symphony. So that's uh, a very, well, everyone knows Little Red Riding Hood and the uh, Big Bad Wolf. Mm. Um, and then the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. So again, I think that's the third figure with Alice and the Mad Hatter. Yep. So, so they, they've sort of, they've really focused on, I guess, Fantasia um, and Alice in Wonderland. They're getting some cool characters from that. And then there's sort of a smattering of these, these other things. But they're, they're not, you're probably, you know, big hitters in a way, uh, which is quite interesting. Like, I, I haven't even seen Fantasia. So a lot of these characters are kind of going over my head in the first instance. Mm. So I, I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of a a trick maybe that they've missed with with some of the selections. Yeah, I mean, love, love the fact they're doing some obscure stuff that you maybe can't get in other ways. But you gotta, I think you've got to mix that in with some big, big hitters. Yeah, you're right. You need a, a Donald or a Goofy, a Minnie Mouse, something like that as an iconic figure in each wave to draw people's attention to it, to make them sit up and say, hey, what's uh, what's this? Oh, look at these other wonderful figures in the lineup. Yeah, I think what I'm learning with Super 7 and in particular the Ultimate stuff when they announce these waves, I'm looking for what is being referred to as the anchor. What's the one, to your point, Scotty, that that draws you in you go i know that i recognize that that's cool hey while i'm here i might as well order these other ones i maybe don't know them as well but yeah this one uh look it seems weird when you're looking at these other figures that are from older iconic disney properties but you'd almost say lilo is the oh sorry stitch stitch is the big is the biggest one right Stitch is the anchor which is odd to say when it's such a recent addition to, to the disney library compared to all the other stuff yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I, rec- I, I recognise them all, but uh, the, yep. the the big bad wolf from Silly Symphonies is a really deep cut. Yeah. Um, the other stuff, look, Alice in Wonderland makes sense. You, you've got a, if you're only cherry picking, for example, the Alice in Wonderland figures, you've now got a nice little representation of three core characters from that. Yeah, and you get you do get the king with the queen of hearts oh okay. he's a little you know pack in you know because he's quite small yeah and you get the you know they play croquette with the flamingos and the little hamsters so you get a couple of those so like to me that that is the one that i'm drawn to the most because i i know that it's a classic film i know that film i've seen that film a lot of times and we're sort of getting like you say we're getting a, a bit of a collection happening um yeah it's i mean this line really could go for you know 50 waves right and you sort of be able to do and that's sort of to me that's they're positioning themselves for that kind of long haul yep and that that's weird when you when you're releasing them so slowly and at such a high price point it's just Mm. it's odd and we'll probably have a further discussion when we talk ninja turtles wave seven um it probably suffers from a bit of a similar case selection problem as this one yeah yeah in fact let's do that now because (laughs) this has been this is some of the more recent news we're getting into this only dropped uh a few days ago we have seen wave seven of the ninja turtles ultimates and i'm just going to go through the names and then we can you know pick out which one of these doesn't belong uh we get robotic (laughs) bebop we get warrior metalhead michelangelo we get the triceraton punker don from the rock and roll turtles and gorilla 
Gorilla, gorilla? Is that how you say Gorilla, that? gorilla. Yeah, gorilla, like a... As in guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare, gorilla. Yep. 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 <laughs> now, one of these... Now, th- now, this is very interesting, Frank. Uh, you say one of these is not like the other. Well, one of these is never Playmates figure. But, yes. but he did have a, a very strong relation in the Playmates line, uh, a gentleman by the name of Sergeant Bananas. Now, when they teased, Super 7 did this little teaser. You know, this is coming, this is coming. And they teased what was a coconut and a banana, right? Now, I think everyone just went, uh, it's Sergeant Bananas. And you look mm-hmm. at his belt, he's got the coconut, he's got the banana. So I had it in my head. There's only one thing this can be, and that's Sergeant Bananas. Yep. And I went into my collection, I had a look at my Sergeant Bananas figure, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's cool. He's probably not one of my favorites, but that's cool. It's a nice, you know, later wave figure and all good. They did the reveal, and I'm like, oh, okay. Sergeant Bananas doesn't look like I remember him looking. That's it. And, well, he goes by another name, Gorilla Gorilla. I never knew that. And we, we started, there was this conversation going on on the Discord, going, he doesn't even come with the, the little... Uh, sidekick buddy you know mm. that he comes with the figure. And, it's like, and frank's like well that's because it's not sergeant bananas that's because it's gorilla gorilla yep this is and from... and he's from the magazine yeah exactly like it's a it's it's weird right like what's what's the logic of super seven doing a playmates inspired toy line and then yeah. picking a character that's so obscure and not even Playmates figure. Exactly, right? And the fact that I had to look this up because I didn't know Gorilla Gorilla as from being from the Turtles universe, that gives you some idea how bloody obscure this thing is, right? My understanding is only the one issue of the Ninja Turtles magazine. Now, there is, I've sort of been backwards and forwards with people in the various sort of, you know, online groups about it. And some people are claiming that the magazine came first and that Playmates then based sergeant bananas and the design off of that now that sounds very plausible playmates obviously went their way with the figure and and made it sort of appeal to kids with the the bright sort of green and uh yellows that you see on that figure and some more cartoonish uh accessories and stuff but i and don't get me wrong look it's a gorgeous looking figure it comes with a huge amount of accessories it's even got hands specifically designed to do the gorilla walk on using your knuckles type thing yeah that's great it's got dog tags that can come off alternate heads the works but i i take to your point trent i take issue with the fact that this was always billed as a line of we're doing the playmates figures you guys all grew up with and we're going to upscale them they're going to be in the ultimate style cool this to me, if I could draw a parallel, is the equivalent of you sign up to the wine club, right? And you get your, your five bottles of wine a month or whatever it is. And then randomly one day, instead you get four bottles of wine and a bottle of scotch. <laughs> and you go, wait, what? And the, the company goes, well, hey, it's, it's liquid. It's alcoholic. It's, you know, it's the same thing. And like, it's good. It, it's it a tasty good, scotch. Like, right? Yeah. But you go... That's not what I signed up for. That's not the same thing. And I don't know if perhaps, I know Brian Flynn has spoken about on interviews that wave selection is seriously heatedly debated about who gets into what wave and stuff. Someone on that team must be a massive fan of this super, super obscure Turtles character for him to replace Sergeant Bananas in essence. Now, the only other thing I can put it down to is that if you actually look at the going to look at the price of these pre-orders 
Sarge, this I was about to call him Sergeant Bananas. It's not. Um, <laughs> he is, I think, twenty dollars US more Correct. expensive because he's a yep. big figure. He's this massive, oversized gorilla. So they've perhaps they've wanted to do Sergeant Bananas, which makes sense. But then they've gone, man, that's a lot of plastic. How do we how do we get our money back on the shore? We can charge a little bit more, but at the end of the day, there's no shared parts use shared parts usage in this figure whatsoever. So they've gone, well, let's do this deep cut and do Sergeant Bananas. To my mind, though, they've got that the wrong way around. You do Sergeant Bananas first, and then maybe as a store exclusive or in a, and in two waves time, then you drop this deep cut. I just, ugh, you know, back to the, the, the Disney discussion, wave selection. Yep. It's, it can make well, or break it. But in, in my opinion, Sergeant Bananas is a pretty obscure character to begin with, right? So, so to pick another even more obscure version of him, which is such a deep cut, is, you know, in, in a line where we've had, what, you know, 20-odd figures, you know, there, there's not a lot of figures, right? Yeah. To, to potentially have Sergeant Bananas in a couple of waves and, and this guy, like, that that's, uh, you know, it's, it's an odd selection. And that's why I'm wondering, yeah, I don't know what they'll do. And I, and I suspect they've got Sergeant Bananas, you know, scheduled, like you say, with this sculpt. Um, how far away, who knows? The interesting thing is, if, if, you put, if you put this guy and Sergeant Bananas together, on the on the page, I think this is a more interesting design and a more interesting look, right? So I, I pref- you know, the, the the Sergeant Banana is all in the sort of the one tone, um, almost onesie, and it's sort of that I don't know yellow and and khaki color. Yep. And th- this guy's got a bit more interest in terms of the 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 jacket and the the, the skin, the the fur underneath, and then the army pants and that sort of thing. But but like you said, put that aside. This is primarily a nostalgic line and there is i don't think there's going to be many people out there like frank if you don't know him there's not going to be many people (laughs) that have a lot of nostalgia for this character like and and even if you read the magazine which i haven't read it's the one it's the one thing like if that was the only magazine you had as a kid and you read it a hundred times okay he's going to be you're going to be on cloud nine right like oh gorilla gorilla i'm in this is this is this is the best day ever (laughs) that's going to be there's going to be like a handful of those people out there. It's it's odd. Yeah. It's really odd. It's really odd to be this early into a line where there are literally, and they're doing Turtles variants. Yeah. Right? So if you put Turtles variants on the table, there's there's literally hundreds of figures to choose from. This is a very odd selection, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. It's just It just seems strange. Not taking nothing away from the fact this is a freaking awesome renditioning of a character i mean that's as good as you can make gorilla gorilla look like you're not going to make him look any better than that so insane but having said that it's still a really weird selection it's your bottle of scotch in your wine club right like it's yeah it just just feels like it doesn't belong for mine and look to be honest this the whole gorilla discussion has taken away let's talk about the other four for a minute there um you had some people just going, oh, well, that's a bit of a lazy repaint of Michelangelo. That was, sorry, a metalhead. That is actually a really, and that's, that's another deep cut. You're sort of talking 96, basically, but they did do a metalhead repainted like that, and it was called Warrior Metalhead Michelangelo. It was as if Michelangelo was turned into a robot. This is what he'd look like. 
So that's valid. Triceraton is perhaps, you know, we spoke about anchors earlier. They're probably Triceraton for a lot of people is, you know, in that first few waves, that one that people recognize and go, I had that as a kid. Uh, and Robotic Bebop is another another deep cut coming from the the mid-90s in 94, 95, I think. So, uh, and then Punkadon, that's, that's caught people off guard as well because prior to this point, the turtle variants we've gotten have been the Sewer Samurai Leo, your Sewer Surfer Michelangelo, who both come from the same sort of subgroup. So by extension of that, people are going, where's my Space Raff? Where's yep. my Undercover Donatello? That that matches in with that four. They've sort of, yeah, we'll just we'll come back to that. Let's let's move on to the Rock and Roll Turtles type thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I think he's amazing. I think it looks really cool. But again, it's that issue of character selection has sort of caught a lot of people off guard. Yeah. I feel just to take a step back on the, the robotic Mikey, I feel like there's this theme now and i don't think they've ever officially announced this but they they put out four new figures each wave right four figures and then the fifth figure is a repaint or a reimagining of some kind so if you if you go back and this wasn't an official thing they did at the start but they got the baxter and they made him glow in the dark and then they got the mutagen man they made him glow in the dark and then for the 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 wave with scratch and that i think or one of the, the more recent waves they're like look Let's get that mouser we put in with Baxter Stockman and let's do a mouser five pack, yeah. right? So it's a repay, it's a reissue of something we've done before, but it's the fifth figure. And I feel like the fifth figure in this is the Mikey, right? Where they're going, let's take Metalhead, let's just change up the color scheme, and we've made a fifth figure, right? And and I think that's a theme that maybe we'll see going forward where they do a, a repaint. Uh, and they, they get some mm-hmm. of the tooling budget back. But but again, even if you take him out and go, okay, he's this fifth kind of cheap repaint figure that you can take or you can leave. The other four, you know, oh, they're, they're, they're not hitting it like I think they've hit a lot of their other wave selections. Yeah. Um, you know, like there, there's some obscure stuff in there. And like you said, that that the Donny is great, but where's that where's that finish off the four because it's it's gonna take so long oh yeah to get four (laughs) turtles like it's four ways it's four ways minimum and then if you start mixing in you know random we're probably never gonna yeah Yeah. it's gonna take years and years to get a complete set they could do 50 ways of disney like they they stretch this out with turtles we'll be buying these things forever which i guess And, and that is the concern that if it does die at some point we're going to be left with half completed fact and look maybe not everyone is is as anally retentive as us and we consider (laughs) four turtles that are not linked through anything other than well well sometimes they're linked sometimes they're not like Mm -hmm. the 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 rock turtles yeah okay they're linked by theme whereas the the space cadet undercover yes they were released by wave but you know do you need do you need to have all four i i I think you do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a scary thought to think maybe we won't complete some of these uh these these little oh, factions. Don't say that. Don't say that. I mean, <laughs> to your point about the you know fifth one being the one you could take or leave. For mine, honestly, this is the first wave I'm looking at, and I'm just thinking I'm going to order four. That gorilla does not interest me because I'm I'm that confident that Super Seven are going to retool him to be. Uh, you know, the Sergeant Bananas we know. Why would you, for a line that is slavish to detail for all the accessories, you know, they painted the wedding ring on Bax's finger for crying out loud, and now people are going, oh, well, it's just their take on Sergeant Bananas. I'm like, uh-uh, 
it's two different characters as far as I'm no, concerned. Now, yes, 100%. they are linked and have that shared history and stuff. You are going to get Sergeant Bernardas in paying direct homage to the toy. It's just we're getting the horse before the cart, in in my opinion. So, yep. honestly, yep. I'm I'm probably going to leave Sergeant this gorilla gorilla where he is, um, and I'm going to order the other four. All right, that's enough of me ranting. Somebody else take us through uh, this new stuff from uh, Boss Fight Studios, please. Well, there's a new IP, which is very cool. I, I love seeing some new IPs hit, hit, the, hit the marketplace because um, it doesn't happen enough, I don't think. Right. Uh, obviously, it's a more risky venture than um, picking up a, an existing license and giving us something we all uh, know and love and pulls on the nostalgic heartstrings. But mm-hmm. there's a new line called the Sarazoric Warriors from Boss Fight. And this is uh, very, very cool. I think, again, is it a, is it a larger scale? No, these are still at the sort of 112 uh, scale. Um, I'm just reading some of the, the dot points here. Um, deliberately chunky proportions. These are all what basically think dinosaurs. I think that's what a lot of us sort of thought when we saw these pictures. They're you know, anthropomorphic dinosaurs, for lack of a better word. What I found interesting looking through the various screenshots, um, only one of them's got a tail, and yet I'm pretty sure most dinosaurs actually have a tail. <laughs> um, we get a Triceratops-looking one, a Brachiosaurus, a... Um, oh, what is that one with the mask? I can't really tell. Mm. Um, Protoss... Protoceratops, is that a thing, Trent? Yep, a Protoceratops. Yeah, he got a dino rider. Okay. The old, the old proto. Yep. And then we get a Stegosaurus. I do love the Stegosaurus. He's quite clearly a bad guy based purely on the fact that he's wearing a <laughs> biker leather jacket. With, like, yeah. You know, That's how you'd know you're a bad guy. And stuff. Spiked leather. Yeah. And these are all um, just the colors are just ridiculous. You get them in bright sort of neon greens and blues and, you know, pink highlights. It's It's got shades of Toxic Crusaders as far as the, the color scheme on them. Um, but these, yeah, these are all 112 figures. Um, they've got a, a full-on lore. I think if you go back and find the video where these were announced, they've actually got like a backstory as to why these guys exist and who's the bad guys and who's the good guys and stuff. Um, and it's apparently something that dates back to when Boss Fight Studios was formed in 2013. This was one of their early ideas to, you know, that they really wanted to do. Obviously, they didn't do it because, as you said, Trent's a very risky venture. Um, so they, you know, went with licensed stuff, uh, you know, Bucky O'Hare, not among many others, to get them going. And so, yeah, they finally, um, you know, got these guys off the ground. We're getting four figures in the first wave um, and more in the works, depending on, obviously, sales numbers and stuff. But very cool. It piqued a lot of interest from the, the Patreons. Like, there was... Mm a lot of excitement over the designs and the look of these, which I think is a great, which you need, right? If you're going to launch something like this, you need that wow factor when you're looking at these. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they uh, hit that dino sources, you know, sort of vibe because those things are very, very obscure. So you can get your sort of dino sources fix without the ridiculous price point. Hey, uh, Trent, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. You ordered the uh, Super 7 Thunder Tank, is that correct? It is correct. Yes, I did. Okay, wonderful. Mate, coming directly to you as the ultimate accessory, we have from Factory Entertainment a one-for-one scale 
prop replica of the Sword of Omens. <laughs> Major stainless steel with a chrome mirror finish. It has all the design elements of the weapon you would expect for Lino. Retailing at a whopping $600 USD. Oh. We're looking at uh, <laughs> shipping in full of 2022. Mate, I can see you sitting in your thunder tank, yes. standing <laughs> yes. up on top. Thunder, thunder, thundercats. <laughs> well, it's already it's already at full extension, so I can't. Look, it's a beautiful. Uh, these things are incredible. Um yeah, but to be to be honest, I'm satisfied. Sean Fuster actually was hunting around the fair one day. I think uh, I think it might have been Brett Brett Owens. Yes, and we had a table there, and so I was stuck behind the table. And he came up and he goes, "Do you want it?" And he'd gone around, got a couldn't leave it behind. Right, he 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 had one from childhood, but he passed it on to me for cost. And and that is my you know uh, sort of omens. That's all I need. Like I I would love something like this but but i'm happy with my you know my 20 dollar plastic uh sword <laughs> but this is cool like for for those prop guys that that really love the you know it's like a you could take this on a cosplay yeah um, and you probably get arrested for wielding a dangerous <laughs> weapon <laughs> like it's, uh, i'm sure it's not sharpened but i mean it's stainless steel that that thing would hurt if you got struck the wrong way but very very cool that they're even doing something like this so good on factory entertainment for for making this a reality you know what they need to do and i really hope this is the case they need to put like you put a little mini projector light in the oh, oh, absolutely the they do the handle and like yep. oh, like the bat signal but with the the thundercats logo that would be sweet that and then i could be- use it as a laser pointer for my cat <laughs> 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 the concept of your cat chasing the cat yeah to go around. that's right that's that <laughs> that is awesome well speaking of other um signals that get shot into the air the bat signal we are getting a, a new hot toys figure and and this is from the batman it is the new version of batman played by rob pattinson and you know hot toys are slaves if we thought super seven was slaves to the details hot toys takes it to another level and um, there's a couple of versions of this so this is interesting i think there's sort of three versions that you can buy and then like an add-on set that you can either buy as a set or you can just add it on mm-hmm. so there's the regular figure which comes with you know the interchangeable mouth plates it's got a rob pattinson bruce wayne head uh various you know the riddler calling cards and 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 batarangs, handcuffs, etc. If you want to upgrade to the exclusive version, you get that you get a a flight suit that he uh, he uses um, in the movie. There's a set of light up stairs, a gun with loadable bullet and uh, a background, and then you can also get the bat signal, which is a very authentic working version of the, the bat signal from the film. So that's very, very cool. Um, pre-orders of these will go live soon, and the items are due between the second and third quarters of 2023, so uh, <laughs> a year and a half off. After the so that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but this is the time to put these solicitations out there. Yeah. Super. Hey. For the Final Fantasy fans like myself, 
Playouts Kai have released a new figure. It's the Jack Garland figure. Square Enix had it up on their product page as a reveal. And this is a figure coming for the Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins, which is a new game which is going to launch. I personally don't know much about this or anything about the figure itself, but he looks absolutely wonderful. He has all the the menace and the prestige of a villain from a Final Fantasy. And I'm making the assumption he's a a, a villain here. Yeah, there's a safe Just in purple and black. Scott. It's a pretty good yep. guess. <laughs> Giant horns. Giant horns. A sword that's as big sword. as him. <laughs> uh, look, this is an enormous figure. He stands 13 inches tall. That's absolutely colossal for a Final Fantasy figure from player. So I've got quite a few of their figures in my line and nothing actually quite stands quite that tall. So this may be a new scale that they're sort of playing around with here. To go with the enormous sword, we've got three sets of interchangeable hands and like all the playouts characters, you get a, a decent stand to hold that figure in place so you can do a whole wide range of poses whether it's flying through the air some sort of strike with the sword this guy comes in at 239.99 and i'm going to assume that's usd mm-hmm. yep i'd say so we're getting 12 months warning here this is a launch for march 2023 <laughs> it's the theme at the moment isn't it i think toys in general um you're waiting a long time for this stuff to come out, but it seems to be the, the theme, right? Like if yeah. it's not a mass market sort of release, if it's in that specialty niche area, we're talking 12 months plus in a lot of these release dates. So yes. very, very patient toy collectors uh, sitting at home waiting for this stuff. And we're going to round out now with a little bit of Mythic Legions news. And I'll just run through this pretty quickly, but it is exciting times if you're a Legions fan. And I know John Caulfield did see this one uh, coming and centered around the the pages. And they do a vote and it's time for the next round of All-Stars voting. And 20 worthy figures or warriors going into battle. And now normally what they've done is they've gone, you know, just put in a vote and take, you know, the top five or or whatever this time they're breaking them up into three separate categories so they're going to take um figures from those categories so i guess in that way you can't get like you know or or something there's going to be a mix there's going to be something for everyone i think that's a good move that they've done it so the top votes from those particular three categories will win in addition there's also going to be the first ever head pack release so that's very exciting you can vote on a couple of new heads then the decos will be done by the Horsemen. So it ends on the 16th of March. So you get a couple of weeks to get your votes in. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in defining what we're going to get next in All-Stars, jump on and vote for your figures. Hey, guys, before we... Sorry, Frank. I was just going to say, I just I think this is very cool in that that's how active their community is that they're letting them choose what comes next i think this is it's it's amazing that just speaks volumes as to how well the line and how healthy the community is at the moment yeah and look and all stars is very much about taking a figure that's been done before and re-releasing it um but but yeah it's wonderful that they give you that choice because obviously they can't re-release every there's just Mm. so many so that is that is lovely um, that they do it that way 
Guys, I've got one very late news topic that's come in. And going back to last weekend, our very own show host, Hollywood Cuccarelli, I believe celebrated his 39th birthday for the second year in a row. Is that that's correct? right. It is. Well done, mate. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Hit the big, hit the big four. So um, that's uh it's it's interesting because uh, actually I went to a comedy show that night with a mate, and uh, the, the comedian was up there, and he's like, "Oh, out of interest, show of hands for people in this room that are 40, uh, 40 and older, and you know, okay, who's younger?" And I put up my hand and I said, oh, "Actually, it's my birthday today." And he's like, "Oh, that's great. No one cares." <laughs> yeah, <move>. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic because he used he used that. I just thought it was I just. Thought it was interesting that I was right on the money on that uh, on his survey question. But it was funny, like one of the other guys he was talking, he did a lot of crowd participation, and there was another guy who goes, you know, there's John over there, and he hit a hole in one today, and like there was just no reaction from the crowd, and he's like, see, no one cares, and he just kept like every time he'd get something, you know, people would just be silent. So it was hilarious. But um, there was a uh, what was it? I saw a um, oh yeah, it was. Um, you know that uh, for readers of Watchmen, right? The Alan Moore graphic novel, The, Wat- the Watchmen, right? Mm. There's a scene where Dr. Manhattan goes to Mars and he's like reminiscing of all these things. Yeah. And there was this one of like, it's, uh, it's 1989 and yeah. I'm eight years old and I'm watching a darker and grittier version of Batman. It's 2005 and I'm 25 years old and I'm watching an even darker and grittier version of Batman. <laughs> It's 2022. I'm 40 years old, and I'm watching an even darker and grittier version of Batman. And it was just like that just hit Ooh. hit the nail on the head because that was me, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> it made me feel like, old around that age group as well. You're just like, yes, that 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 is exactly what's happening. Like the age yeah. is right and everything. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. All right, we we're gonna do a really quick um, show and tell. Uh, cue the music, Master Frank. Show and tell. All right, I'm going to jump in first and reveal something I picked up uh, from Malcolm Hobbs at uh, Brett's Toy Fair. And this is something that I think is super cool. I think it's super cool when you, you get a figure that hasn't been represented in plastic before and they've been around as a character for a long time. So this is um, Montoya from Batman, the animated series. So this is from, from DC direct or DC collectibles when they um, did their six inch Batman, the animated series and new Batman adventures line. And they did a five pack called the Arkham asylum, which came with a lot of really cool bad guys. First time, like we've got poison Ivy this is all in the the, the um, Batman animated styling. So you got Poison Ivy, you got Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, and one other that's uh, um, uh, one other that escapes me. But Montoya was the person to hold them all in their cells, and um, that that's one that obviously the likes of Kenner and Hasbro never got to when they did their line because they're, they're probably the figures that aren't as appealing to kids. So thank, thanks very much from Malcolm for getting that one into my collection. Um, it's, a, it's a really cool set and, a, and an absolutely stunning, stunning figure. Yeah. 
Guys, during the week, I took delivery of some Masters of the Universe Origins figures. I got these from Bulletproof Villain here in Adelaide. And there was one figure in the wave that I was very, very excited to receive. And it is the Jitsu figure from, from this wave. I've never owned Jitsu before, and I was very intrigued to get him out the packet and have a really good look at him and have a look at this very, very engorged large golden hand of you thought i was going to say something else then <laughs> hand of his and he is a wonderful wonderful looking figure he's got his oversized uh, oriental sort of slashing curved saber in his hand and he's got his top knot on the top of his head there in in, in true fashion i i'm very excited to have this figure in my in my um in my lineup and he's a very welcome addition. Is it how sh- the, the the shininess? Shiny, of- yeah. Is it chrome? It is hey. like a is it back. It looks like back metal. metal. Yeah. Right. And is the same paint used on the uh, like the top of his boots there? From what I can see. Nah. So I reckon they've used. Uh, and this is on his wrist gauntlet as well, and on the highlights of his chest piece. It's just a regular sort of painted gold that they've used there. Does it sort of work together? No, I think it, if it was all done in vac metal, it'd look really stunning. But um, yeah, it, it's very good for what it is, guys. Yeah, it's it's what I understand. I, I've learned a lot about vac metal from Brian Flynn and <laughs> talks of silver hawks. But it's the type of plastic they can apply the vac metal to. It can't have any give in it. So a lot of the the figures. Like if you think about the hands or the plastic that maybe that armor that's a bit softer is cast out of, if you were to coat that with vac metal, it would just crack off and crumble. So they, sure. they can only apply it to a very, very rigid plastic. And, and there's things like ABS or I don't know the, the terms, but basically yeah, if it's ABS, a hard yeah. plastic, you can apply the vac. If it's got any give, you can't. So that could be the reason why they've just kept Yep, that definitely seems to be the case here. This is a different sort of plastic for that uh, for that hand, and it's yep, it's immobile. It's actually really, really solid, rigid plastic. Yes, yep, yep, that's right. Frank, right. what have you got? Uh, st- sticking with the Master of the Universe theme, um, I have been uh, working my way through the uh, Master of the Universe Classics collection from our good friend Darren. Uh, unboxing a few things here or there, starting to set up, starting the monumental task of setting up all these figures and stuff. Um, those who follow us on the socials would have seen the uh, the insane photo shoot that we did as far as having literally every single classics figure ever in the one shot, um, you know, as a bit of a, a tribute to our late friend. But one of the figures I was really excited to get to unboxing was actually... This guy, oh yes, Mantena. Now, apart from being one of the uh, harder to find and a little bit more pricey figures, he's a figure that I have owned since childhood in the original line, and he was always one of my favourites. He, for those who don't know him, Mantena is basically Hordak's uh, yes man, for lack of a better word. He sort of doesn't really do a lot. He looks like a freak. He's got these crazy uh, bug eye things going on. And one of the things that people often get caught out with is the fact that he has four legs. Ooh, now, yeah, look at that. In the original figure, you blink and you'll miss it because the way they sculpted it was that the two legs were basically fused together 
So at first glance, you go, yep, it's a normal bipedal figure with, you know, with two legs. Um, but that was just Mattel's way of obviously not having to work out how to attach another set of legs. So it's a great to see in this version that they've gone for four legs, all articulated. Um, the best part is, is no stand needed for this guy because he will always stand up. Um, he also comes with the interchangeable um, bug eyes that can be, you know, regular in his head or they, you know, extended out like he's in some sort of shock. I just really love the look at him. You've got the the reds and the blues, the the purple, um, it's purple. No, I don't know colors apparently. Um, the gold uh, highlight on the belt there just sort of works with the gold of the eyes. It just pops enough, um, and he's just a freaky looking guy. Like it's just. There's a lot of wacky designs in Masters of the Universe. You know, we're talking about a, an engorged golden hand a second ago. Uh, <laughs> but this guy is just... Uh, uh, the drug someone was on when they come up with this. <laughs> because it will give you nightmares. Um, but look, wonderful figure to add to my collection. Um, and yeah, he's just uh, one of my one of my new favourites. Yeah, it's it's... I love... I had that same mantena as a childhood and he was one of my favorites too like the colors and the bug out eye mechanism i reckon it took me years before i realized he had the four legs because of the way they were sculpted yep and but that that is the perfect example of a classics figure taking what they struggled to do in the 80s and ramping it up and just making it this is what it should kind of look like and our childhood minds didn't care that that was out that that's the antenna we grew up with it's beautiful but this takes that and converts it into something that is modern and it just is it's one of the examples of a a brilliantly updated figure and we talked about that i think we're chatting we sort of and threw down the gauntlet to you frank to say you know what are your call outs for the ones that they've just absolutely nailed and i think that one right there is a perfect example of of they've just magically got everything right in that version and it's just almost like a perfect perfect representation yep 100 percent. yeah cool all right well that's it for this episode thanks scott for filling in for ben while he's away on work and hey, uh, can i jump in and shout out yep. a brand new patreon into our discord yes of course yes yeah during the week we had antilio join up as a Patreon and jump into this Discord and introduce himself at welcome, mate. Welcome on board. Good to see you. Yeah, and uh, love seeing the new well, the, the collections. Um, so we've got a few beautiful pics of Antilio's collection, which is really cool. He's a think, mate that uh, does 10, if I recall. Is that is that correct? I think so, yep. yep. So, no, very cool, very cool, and uh, very keen to get into some some toy chat. So you've come to the right place. <laughs> There's always uh, plenty of toys to chat about. Um, so wonderful. Yeah, and, and a big thank you to all our patrons for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. Brilliant that we're going to see two of our patrons join us for Brett's Toy Fair. At the end of April, Chris Fresh and Dirty Uncle Mitch will be making the trek down to Radelaide Mm. for some pie floaters and some beautiful beautiful farmers unionized coffee. Yeah, we're going to do it all. Maybe some villies. Some villies? Should we take him to villies? I think Chris loves his villies. He loves his villies. Yeah. (laughs) And and, a couple of the other guys. I think uh, BC Talk might be heading, heading down for the um, 
the big one in June, yep. and Matty Teal yep. will be making a show. I know that's his Wonderful. 40th birthday present to, to himself to come down. Uh, hang out with with us, which will be absolutely wonderful. So that is so good now that travels back and we can we can get around. It is wonderful to to catch up with all you guys in person. So can't wait for that. Thanks everyone for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. Shout out to Ben listening in Wagga. We hope you're all safe, stay well, and see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.